This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everyone, we are unpaywalling another episode from the Patreon. This is a new show called Never Heard of Them. It's a music chat podcast hosted by Asan Williams and Jacob Waisaki, two podcast heavy hitters in my humble opinion, and I always try to be humble with you. It's one of my greatest qualities. Each episode, they discuss what tunes they've been listening to and talk to their guest about a genre they love and then one they don't really mess with. Previous guests include Nicole Byer, Alana Johnston, Betsy Sodaro, Carl Tart, Connie Newsom, Matt Apodaca, and I believe that's every episode we've done so far until today with The Boys. And next week is their season finale with two icons, in my humbly opinion. So if you like this episode and want to check out the rest of the season, go to patreon.com slash the flagrant ones and check out never heard of them on the bundle tier. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. No. Hello and welcome to Never Heard of Them. I'm Jacob Waisaki. I'm Asan the DJ. (laughs) What's up, everybody? What's up, everyone? For those of you that uh, have maybe never heard the pod before, this is a pod about talking tunes. Me and Asan, we we listen to some music. We talk about what we've been listening to, what Mm -hmm. we've been chewing on for the week. Mm-hmm. We have guests on, and they talk about their musical uh, interests and genres that they may not circle much, and mm-hmm. we try to expose them to that genre. Mm-hmm. Then we play a little game, and uh, we go home, everybody goes to bed. Conk chew, conk chew, conk chew. <laughs> we go to bed immediately after this. Yes. <laughs> Strict bedtime. <laughs> did I nail that? I feel like I nailed it. I think you that. nailed it. I think you did a great job. You have a great uh, radio voice. Do you have any addendums? Um... No, no addendums, nothing to add, no new notes, no new minutes. Um, okay. Just, yeah, I think we're good. We're caught up from last week. I think Cool. We're... Up for yeah. re-election. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what have you been uh, chewing on this week? You want to get right into it? You know, ask me how I am first. Oh, excuse me. How are you this week, Jacob? <laughs> hey, I'm good. And uh, You sound I'm, a little I'm, congested. I'm even better because I'm about to crack into a liquid death. <laughs> you know? you're, one of, you're one of those guys? I'm cracking in... I'm a true hardcore fan. I drink Liquid Death. Um, it's my favorite water. It's the best water. If Liquid Death's out there, if they're listening and they want to send me a case, you know, you can at me. Um, but I'm living my life. I've got my Liquid Death. Everything's good. Are you uh, Are you wearing Muay Thai shorts as well right now? Yeah, yeah. My ears are cauliflowered. 
I've taken uh, an absolute beating in the NFT game, <laughs> and my Tesla won't charge. Yeah. Damn, hard life. It's tough. It's tough. Just really want Liquid Death to send me a crate. I'll drink in a bottle an episode. Are you uh, Are you drinking the the still one, the, the flat one, or the, the, flat. the flat. flat one? Yeah. I'm not fancy like that. Yeah, um, I don't really get into sparkling water. I, I don't really see the point. Just give me that good spring water with a high TDS, you know? What is Total TDS? dissolved solids. Oh. Yeah, that's how you know it's good. It's got you the want real that minerals. To be a, oh, you want that to be a high number? Yeah, it's typically it's typically better if it's high. Yeah. Okay. All right. What can I'm I say? I'm a water guy. Liquid death. And uh, I am a little nasally. I got a new couch oh. and the, the like warehouse fumes. Have really? really set off my allergies in a negative uh-huh. way. Yeah. You, did you pop in a leggy today? Claritin D, dude. I'm on Claritin meth. D. I'm on meth, baby. I'm on a meth precursor. Let's go. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. Um, I'm. I did not get a new couch. I'm uh, the same old dusty, busty couch. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I'm good though. Otherwise, man, I can't complain. Just hanging in there. Thank God. Thank God it's sturdy. He's my yeah. boy. Sturdy. I'm sturdy. I got strong knees. I can drop it low. I will not waver. I will not uh, quiver. I, I got I've been this. Worried. I've been worried all week that you wouldn't be sturdy. Yeah, I, I'm sturdy though. I'm, I'm holding yeah. in there. I'm like a, I'm like an antique table. I'm just, I'm, I'm solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we did good there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did a great job. We did a great job. I'm just going to compliment myself this entire episode. I think maybe that would be my runner. Sometimes you got to hype yourself up, baby. No Some one else is going to do it for yeah. you. Come Great on, job, man. guys. Cool. Thanks. Um, <laughs> let's get into what we've been chewing on. Huh? Yeah, let's do it. I think I sent you the most amazing song that's ever been written in, in the world. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I think never... I sent you a... It might as well be a hymn. It should be a forever song. <laughs> right. Uh, so I remember, uh, you sent me the song by Blind Fury. I remember this guy, he was on American Idol, right? No, so I sent you Cigarettes and IPAs by Blind Fury. So I'm just trying to forget, chain smoking cigarettes and drinking IPAs. Thinking about the days when you were mine, baby. Now thinking about the way you played me when I was right here at home. It's a country song. Right. But Blind Fury, uh, maybe he was on that, but he rose to fame through 106 and Park. And oh, as a rapper. He was, he was on Freestyle Fridays. That's right. he was right. like a truly prolific freestyle rapper. And that's where mm-hmm. I heard about Blind Fury. Yeah. And I've, I've followed that career since like 2011 or whatever. And now he's always like repped that he's from South Carolina, Lou Goff. He's always been kind of a Southern mm-hmm. bumpkin type. But now he's making freaking country music and it's pulling it's breaking my heart <laughs> is it you know what i liked it i i'm a sucker i'm a sucker for that kind of country too uh-huh like uh-huh. the sort of like the you know the uh the on purposely kind of like a little bit of sappy kind of like mm-hmm. tugging at the heartstrings there's some like, awareness yeah I, I like it i like that genre of country i don't like country mm-hmm. that takes itself way too seriously <laughs> no and i think like i think he knows what he's doing yeah, if that makes sense. I think 100%. he knows, like, I'm going to make some commercial, yes, fun country music. Yeah, I like but, that. I was, I was into it. Man, it just gets me in my feels, you know. Yeah, it's just one of those things that's like, this is one of those songs where you're like, oh, whoops, I drank twelve beers. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck. Um, I'm gonna pitch you a song. I'm gonna pitch you a song based on this song. I'm gonna put you in the the never heard of them hot seat. Okay. Uh, if you like this, you should listen to a song called Five More Minutes by Scotty McCreary. He was on American Idol, I think. One of okay. those, yeah. And he, he, he that song Scotty is really good. McCreary. It's all about oh. like, yeah. was he the low voice guy? Baby, yes. Open doors and turn the lights down low. Yeah, <laughs> I remember good old McCreary, dude. Yeah, the that height of American really Idol back when it meant something. Mm-hmm. Back when it mattered. I'm more of a Justin Guarini guy, but I'm not going to hold you. If I you mean, know. you know, I'm a Reuben dude. <laughs> I'm Reuben all the way. Sorry Come for on. 2004. <laughs> <laughs> We should have a whole season where we just do American Idol and nobody listens. <laughs> so what American Idol season have you been chewing on, Asan? That'd be sick. There has to be an American Idol pod out there already, but if there isn't, we should start it. I guarantee you there's too many. <laughs> how many is too many when we're talking about American Idol? Come on now. Mm, four. Four. Because how different can it be, right? Like I can see three unique American Idol podcasts. Only three? <laughs> I thought I was being generous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's probably three really good ones. <laughs> Dude, I can imagine there being room for three good American Idol podcasts. Yeah. A deep dive, like a where are they now, and then like a current season yeah. gossip queen style. Yeah. I don't XO, know. XO, XO, Idol Queens or something. Idol Queens, yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I'm with it's that. a $17 Patreon. <laughs> Uh, anyways, what, what were you chewing on, man? You brought some heat. What did I send you? I mean, come on. You sent me, uh, you sent me, you sent me trash talk. Oh, I did EP, send you trash talk. An EP you- called plagues from You know what threw me off was we had a conversation after I sent you the chewing on where we were like, man, we should have both talked about Kendrick, and that's yes. been in my head. Yes. So, but yes, earlier in the week I did send you trash talk. Um, yeah, I was chewing on that because I chew on that EP a lot because that was. Uh, uh, I don't think that was their first EP. It might have no, been. no, it, it was it wasn't okay. Yeah, they started in two thousand five. Gotcha. Okay, it was one of their earlier EPs, and it's one of the EPs that they put out that is not on like streaming services like i have mm-hmm. to go to youtube to listen mm-hmm. to it um and it's probably my favorite release from them and i just remember it was a very formative and it's a very nostalgic uh ep for me because like when they were touring that ep they played sound and fury festival and i was there oh great and, and i just remember seeing that band for the first time that was the first band i saw in, in person that like hardcore band punk band or whatever in person that had black people in it <laughs> I mean, that's and that huge. was like a huge thing for me. Yeah, that's got to be massive. Like it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy big for me to like. And at that point, the drummer that were was you great, aware of hardcore bands that had black members? At that uh, point, I was only aware of Bad Brains as being the band that had black people in it. I, there were other bands at the time that I mm-hmm. was just not aware of. And then I was also aware of like because it was like 2006, 2007. So I was also aware of like 
Killswitch Engage, uh, Singer was black at the time, Howard Jones. Like, there were a couple other bands and stuff like that, but in terms of, like, this is a local kind of California band. They Sacramento, re- a.k.a. Sacramento. Sacramento. Come on, baby. <laughs> uh, from Babylon, California. Um, <laughs> and I just remember being like, and at this point, they had three black people in the band. The drummer is also black. And I oh, just cool. remember, and he was like a big like stocky football player guy and I'm like man that could be me up there and that was like a really formative thing for me cuz oh, I was still I in high imagine. school and this shit was like crazy so yeah I love but that, that EP's really that. good I mean dude this this was some hard pressed some like total crowd kill mm-hmm. fucking sacramento <laughs> this was, I was like was listening to it and I was like this is either this is bay area like this feels like yeah. Fresno Bakersfield just mm-hmm. it's got that like kind of anger to it it's got a chip on and its that, shoulder totally <laughs> yeah totally it's i mean the best way i can describe it, i said it already but it's total crowd kill music it's just like yeah people are being tough <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah people want to be tough at those shows yeah it was definitely one of those i i uh, i really love that shit so it was yeah, good it was yeah. uh, i don't know i mean a real, we got a real widespread on this chewing on. That's true. Uh, the distance between the two is mm-hmm. is worlds away. And and we've kind of swapped places because usually you you go with more of the aggressive stuff and I go with the more mellow stuff. But we that's true. We, this we, is we like, totally come full circle. Yeah, you you brought some real heat, some anger, and I uh-huh. got all sappy and was like, <laughs> I've been getting drunk early in the morning. <laughs> There's room for both, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you're influencing me in a positive way. Maybe you're having me reach out into places that I was uncomfortable to do in the future. I'm corrupting you. In the past. You're correcting me? No, I said corrupting. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I'm correcting your behavior. Yeah. (laughs) Helping you see the light. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, that's what I was chewing on this week. Man, it was a good one. I I gotta go, it's, I gotta go listen to, uh, to some of their earlier stuff. I wonder if it's a little heavier, but you said this was your fave. Yeah, this is probably my yeah. favorite EP from them for sure. Although the full length that they put out, I think it was a self-titled full length that was like maybe the next release after this. Their first full length that they did was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, as are well. they still but active? They are. They're like still playing. Uh, yeah, they're still active. I would say they're still active. Obviously, the 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 time in between like new music and like them playing shows is like greatly like become large. I don't know what I'm saying there, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they've slowed down, I guess, but uh, they, they're still active. They're greatly becoming large. Yeah, they're greatly just becoming <laughs> large. Yeah, but they are one of those bands that kind of blew up and became like a like really big, like really mm. quickly. Um, and so, you know, they're all doing other, other shit. But uh, yeah, the band's still active as far as I know. And, you know, we narrowly missed the uh, the daydream that I had that we... Both texted each other different Kendrick tracks from the new album at the same time. I know, just being like, "This is what I've been chewing on." Well, we should make it happen. What, what, what's your What's your favorite song from the album? Oh man, what was it? Was it? It's is it crucial or criminal? I'm bad at like when I'm song, first man. listening through stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not really like looking at the stuff. I'm just like pressing play, and it's running through. And then if I pause it, I pick up where I left off. And this album um, is especially hard to track song names because it's so kind of um chaotic in terms of like the production totally so, like you're not sure when songs are starting or ending and it's just kind of just it kind of seamless in that way yeah um let me see kevin said crown question mark maybe it was crown yeah, yeah or, okay. crown or count me out it was they had this like really like this part where he's just like uh really ripping up other rappers in like a bold yeah. way 
And I was yeah. just like, hell yeah, man, go for it. But dude, it's it's really like nuanced and dense. Uh, yeah. Uh, where it's like, I don't have too much to say because yeah. it's like, I don't know. It's it kind of like reminds me of in, in no way tonally, but like mm-hmm. Jesus was one of those things where it's like, I listened to it and was like, yeah, I don't know. I definitely need to go through this a couple more times before <laughs> I like feel confident speaking on it. You want to know something funny? Yeah. Uh, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine who's a big hip hop guy who actually did not like this album. And okay. he's a huge Kendrick fan. Okay. Um, and w- in our conversation, I literally told him, yeah, this feels like Kendrick's Yeezus, which mm. means like a lot of people are not going to like this. Um, but I feel like I love this album. And I, I, yeah. I actually, I've come around on Yeezus. I didn't like it at first. I, okay. I actually really like it and appreciate it now. It's um, cool. And, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I I really appreciate this album though, especially yeah. the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't what know do you why think the difference is between the halves. The first half is much more like I would like it almost is taking cues from like like noise bands. Like it almost feels like a noise rap kind of album. Like it's yeah, man. I, I yes, you yes. know what I mean. Yes, and I kind of like what he's doing. Like if 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 what Young Thug and Future do is like mumble rap, I would call this like ramble rap. Because he's kind of just like, it's not like a lot of punchlines and like, you know, line, punchline, line, punchline, line, punchline. It's more like he's just like stream of consciousness kind of just like rattling off. And I kind of like that. It fits with the production style really well, especially in the first half. The back half of the album gets a little bit more. The songs get a little bit more structured. There's a little bit. There's Mm -hmm. like choruses and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Now, here's a question. This is something that I was thinking about. And maybe it's a controversial thought. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to be controversial on the pod. Let's do it. Uh, I wonder sometimes if like the political messaging and the sort of like current social awareness that mm-hmm. is going on in this music, right? Like mm-hmm. how manufactured is it? Mm-hmm. I want to believe that it's the artist. I want to believe that it's like this pure of punk um, mm-hmm. awareness and a message and like trying to speak and using a platform but I wonder because like w- there is a commercialism to this sort of philosophy and thought right now. Like, of course, activism yeah. is big right now. It is marketable. And I wonder if these powers that be not like Illuminati powers, but obviously like record company powers are aware of that and are making and pushing that <laughs> yeah. in some sort of way. I don't know. Yeah, I, with if this was any other artist, I would say maybe. I think with Kendrick, he's been kind of doing this for a while. There's a consistency. Even, yeah, there's a, even even in his first like in his like earlier music, there was always like he always had a point of view about things. It was never just like let's just make songs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's always been a little bit of like his worldview sprinkled into it. I think now he's just at a place where like it, it, he can use he he's gained enough. I hate the word, but clout for the lack of a better word i think he's gained enough clout around himself as an artist to like lean heavily into whatever message he's trying to do at the risk of like not pleasing some people you know what i mean yeah for sure for sure i I, yeah i I think about that with a lot of music so i i love to hear that that answer you know yeah Yeah. what's the influence but i think you're right it's it's probably the consistency that moves us away from that possibility yeah anyways that's what we've been fucking chewing on you germs (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah, uh bucks we'll be right back sick on <laughs> sip on your liquid death and uh we'll be right back all That's- right <laughs> 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 
Okay. <laughs> the train's on the tracks. Welcome back to Never Heard of Them. We've got some hot guests. Our pod daddies. Pod the, daddies. The true gate. If there's ever a gatekeeper, it's them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's welcome to the pod. It's Hayes. It's Sean. I'm not going to say your last names. We're close now. We know each other. Yeah. Yeah. This is tight. It would insult me to hear my last name from you. Yeah, that would be that would be disrespectful at this point. The fruits of a network just being able to get on this show whenever I want. Kevin calls up. We had a really big guest lined up. Yeah, you kind of just hey. So Hayes and Sean are actually going to be guesting on the show this week. Yeah, it was tough. We had to tell Tiffany Haddish to go. We had to tell her she was bumped. Yeah. Tiff, you're getting bumped. <laughs> to, be yeah. the, to be the agent. <laughs> you ever seen Daddy's Home 2? Well, this is kind of like that. <laughs> Kevin, just like... What about Charlene Yee? <laughs> <laughs> what about her? Man, I was really... She's pushed, that's what. I was really excited to get to talk to Charlene, but she's pushed. <laughs> My whole thing is just like, I mean, why have the amount of success we have if you don't get to build your own personal playground with it? I love being in the sand, the playground sandbox. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. It's so different. So I'll jump out and go down the slide with Carl talking about basketball. Then I'm over here on the little Whirla gig with my friend Hayes doing a pro version. And now I'm in the sandbox. I just, I, like, I like the part where you guys leave and then like we can come back to life and like <laughs> um, guys we're here to talk tunes we're having here fun to talk we're having tunes. a laugh but we're here to talk tunes let's get serious about music please uh, yeah no jokes when it comes to tunes all right Mm-mm, very serious matter Mm-mm. um we got to know a little bit about what you guys like listening to and why you like listening to it um, and don't volunteer. I'll pick. <laughs> I'll pick who goes first. Don't volunteer. Sean? I'd like Hayes to go first. Okay, great. Hayes. So, Hayes, <laughs> tell us a little bit about, tell us about what tunes you're taking in. Well, let me, I guess I don't have my phone near me because I do, I always have to check to kind of remind myself what, what I, what I like to listen to. All right. I, oh, okay. here. So we'll go back to Sean. Okay, great. So Sean, yeah, I, I, on, I, just got it out. I just check. got it. I just uh, got it all the way out. <laughs> his, let me check his, on my phone. I, I just also... got it. Is every is every time you move, it looks way more dramatic with longer hair. <laughs> like when you're looking for your phone, you're like, my hair is like three <laughs> seconds behind me. I'm sort of not. Okay. To my own life in some ways, much like Hayes. <laughs> I. So I. I. I almost only listen to music when i am running okay which mm-hmm. i try to do most days are you talking mm-hmm. like pretty exclusively uh you only listen to music when you run like in the car pretty much in the yeah. car sometimes i will check in on hits one i okay. just like to know what mm-hmm. spider harrison is talking about these mm-hmm. days on, mm-hmm. on, on on hits one mm-hmm. um sisney isn't sis no sisney i think is on kiss those are some of the djs I lately I have been listening to the opening of uh, every season of Attack on Titan, which is an anime that I like. Cool. Take Me Home by Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. 
Adrenaline Night Shift, Japan Droids. Good, both good running oh, songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Japan Droids. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Shake It by Metro Station. Let It Rock by Kevin Rudolph. Those are my four most recent. This is a hype list. Yeah. This is getting you out. This is getting those miles. Sean knows this. I I, I I always need something to kind of like get me uh get me out of bed. You know what I mean? Sean <laughs> yeah. Sean has a much higher tolerance for atmospheric mm. and more like emotionally complex music than I do. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I guess I'm more like lyrically invested or something. Mm-hmm. You like the story of it or like with yeah. the emotions connected mm-hmm. to the words. Yeah. Yeah. And Hayes, you're coming with a beat. You're looking for And a that goes with him, a... by the way, also for yeah. his I mean, I don't want I don't know how to say this, but for like pornography. He likes a written It's text based pornography. I mean, if I'm I you know Literotica. <laughs> yeah. Like okay. when I see a an image or like or God forbid a moving image of um a sexual act mm-hmm. it means almost nothing to me I, I suppose that could be erotic to someone but if i see the word breast on a page that's hot well i need to excuse myself oh we got to take a full time out a full time I, I have to leave i go i i have to leave the refrigerated section of the deli uh-huh <laughs> and, and and go and go chill out in the car. Are uh, are porn stories labeled the same as like porn video clips when you search them? Like, is, um, are they rudimentary labels? I guess like? I guess I don't know. It's so funny. Like, I only have my experience, and you have your. If you're looking at video <laughs> yeah. clips, you could tell me what they're um, like. Amateur? Well, like, is there such thing as amateur? Yeah, is there amateur <laughs> erotica? Absolutely. Like, yeah, the spelling's it's called fan bad. fiction. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's called fan fiction. Absolutely, it's and it's probably way nastier than mm-hmm. they use the published. wrong. They use the wrong ver- word there. There. Um, yeah, like there's more like grammar mistakes and stuff. It's not yeah. as classy, but somehow yeah. it feels more authentic mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. What's POV like in Literatica? That's just. It's just first person narrative, or maybe like second. Yeah. I was gonna say it's probably maybe second. second person. Maybe second person. You start. You start to unzip <laughs> yeah. your pants. Home, yeah, amateur POV. I see, you yes. touch their T H E R E bobs. <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, if if nothing else, it is exciting. I'm not turned on yet, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing to try. I'll read. Well, I'll I mean, it's reading. so much like your show, though. Like, it's like everybody has their own stuff they like, and I'm mm-hmm. here kind of exposing you to something maybe that's a a little bit of a hole in your knowledge. Yeah, I'll have to give it a read and give you a thumbs up, thumbs down if I'm into literatica. You know, if I can really bust that nut. <laughs> uh, Hayes, I do have a a serious question. Yeah. Somebody who listens to music when they run makes me feel like it has not been a big part of it is not a big part of your life definitely not even in your adolescence like we're, we're talking that sort of high school to college age where you really i think are buying cds and stuff like that where we not so we, i'll tell you when it did i broke up with my high school girlfriend freshman damn. year of college mm-hmm. after learning that she had i've talked about this on other platforms but that she had cheated on me with the music teacher so there's a little bit of my relationship with music is i guess now that i say it 
Wow. Yeah, you're saying oh that God. that's when you did get into music, <laughs> but actually, it's, right. it probably was in but some ways drawing a. I would a walk. I would take very long walks. Mm-hmm. It was cold, like hands in my pockets. Mm-hmm. Walks where I would like, you know, picture myself being watched, like thinking I was like looking cool walking around mm-hmm. on my big walks. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to uh, <laughs> the uh, the streets. Grand don't come for free. That was a big one for me. Like the the rap group, the streets. It's just a guy. It's My just bad. one guy. Yeah, fired. Mike fired. Skinner. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. It's Mike Skinner. Yeah, I-, I preferred original pirate material myself. <laughs> yeah. And that was also when <laughs> Funeral, the Arcade Fire album, came uh-huh. out. It was 2004. Huge. Yeah, Huge. <laughs> big year, so good, and just the operatic like wake up. I would listen to that and be like, "Yes, mm. this is like it's yes. it was yes, this is the where the wild things are trailer." <laughs> uh, yeah, was that song on there? Was that on that? Oh, it was the trailer, yeah. and I, I'd say mm, okay. it's the most the largest gap between trailer and movie that exists. Yeah. Like it's the most perfect song. For this trailer that looked incredible and like the images were the book and it felt like your child. And you, I was just like, holy fucking You're like, shit. they did like, it. They this did is it. Gonna the be wild things are. My favorite thing. Like, I don't care if it's who it's for. Like, I, yeah. this is, and then I went and I was like, well, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> was, the, was the song in the movie too or just the trailer? I Ooh. think it's just in the trailer. I don't think they okay. got it in the movie, which, by the way, if they had just had like an important montage in the film set to that song, <laughs> It probably would have bumped a full letter grade for me. Man. I yeah, mean, it's a powerful album. It's a powerful track. Yeah. Hell yeah. Stuff I do like looking down a little deeper, I I do like I like sixties like um you know, like Walk Away Renee, uh, by the left bank is a song I really like. There's a band called The Association that has a couple songs I like a lot. I it's like sort of like bubblegum pop, like green. Mm-hmm pop but like it's like the zombies the zombies is i think like the most kind of classic example and those are kind of coming out of the 60s kind of garage rock kind of vibe right yeah yeah i've i've heard of the left bank i had to look them up to be reminded but yes i've seen these these bob-headed boys before the association yeah never my love is i think their biggest song but um windy um which I first heard in a Breaking Bad cold open, but I really, I say, really, it really, like, really liked it. I'm, I'm listening to a little bit of association right now, and it sounds like cold open music. Yes. Yeah. That Wendy so, plays when there is a sex worker in the show uh-huh. named Wendy in Breaking oh, Bad, and okay. it's her turning her tricks. But that uh-huh. song plays, and I was like, this song fucking kicks ass. This shit rocks. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. That basically. That's the show for me. That. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get much more out of me from there. Well, hey, that's enough. That's enough to work mm-hmm. with. You're enough and you're beautiful. Thank you belong. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, is there anything like when has music made you cry? This is and maybe it's never has, but it sounds Gosh. like you have you have a, a non-emotional relationship with music. Has it ever gotten you there? The one I don't know if it's ever made me cry, but the one that like a story song, this is more along the lines of the kind of stuff that Sean has a more sophisticated palette for. I really liked the Sufjan 
uh, mm-hmm. the, the Illinois album, of course, yes. a- around mm-hmm. that same time, like mm-hmm. 2004, same 2004, 2004, yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Casimir Pulaski Day is a very sad song mm-hmm. uh, that I love. I still love it. I don't right. know if it's made me cry, but it's like probably gotten me closer. That John Wayne Gacy song on that album will kind of get you going. He killed 10,000 people yes. with his gun and his scouts. Folding John Wayne's t-shirts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was one of them. <laughs> that shit's fucked up, dude. And when I—that's f- how I found out that that guy was a guy. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. he was I'm like educating the- a lot of people. It's like, yeah. hmm, what are what are eight things about Illinois? <laughs> well, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> It's like, wait, <laughs> I feel eight. like you skipped some stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got to Gacy before Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just, Curtis, it's a little bit of more of a window into you than the, the state itself, Sufjan. Cool, Suf. Very cool, Suf. <laughs> well, Sean, you're up. You're in the hot seat. All right. Um, Tell us about what, you t- what, what tunes you get into. Mm-hmm. Do you turn so, up? Well, should I, because I, you know, Hayes went first, so I've got a little bit of a chronological thing I could do here, which is that's great. So my my parents were sort of um, they had like a big record collection and were kind of hippies at some point. So tons of my mom was like a Beatles obsessive, and that was playing mm-hmm. in the house all the time. And I was a youth when. The original, like the anthologies were coming out and the like huge like network documentary series about them was on. So that was like a big impactful thing. And then um, my dad was hard into like Steely Dan. So that was on a lot, too. There's like a couple like a couple staples that were just always in rotation that I kind of grew up being into some of that like uh, 60s, 70s music. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I was in. High school, I got really deep into the jam band scene, uh, partially because I was so into drugs uh, and it was a problem. And that was like, you could go there and find any. So I would go to these music festivals. I would go to Burkfest and like doing Whippets. Were you doing Whippets? Sure. Yeah. Cool. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And for just jam bands, so we can talk just quickly. We're talking like Fish and. Uh, I, I actually. What you, what what you'd be maybe surprised? I never saw Fish live because mm-hmm. I saw so many local New England bands, and so I saw like so I'll rattle off a couple. There was Mo, uh, Deep Banana Blackout, Strange Folk, Jiggle the Handle, Percy Hill, <sighs> um, the Gray Boy All Stars. Okay. Um, uh, so you're following uh, more of a like a sort of local string amateur. cheese incident, I guess, yeah. is a big one. But mm-hmm. it was. And they all they they all like cross pollinated and played with each other. Percy Hill, not a big band. That was the one I saw the most. I really mm. loved um, them. Weirdly, like probably because I wasn't that into jam bands. They were the most like studio focused of them. They had like but you were into the drugs that came along with it. I was into it, and I liked going to the shows and just hanging out and and kind of feeling it. and. A Disco Biscuits was like a big band that I got really into, and I, they had their own festival called Camp Bisco that I would go to. So that <laughs> now, was Now, I'm unsure if, I, if this is real. 
That's totally real. Yeah, this is real. It's totally real. Probably the fifth time I have heard Sean mostly. He mostly does it as a joke, but him reciting those band names it, that it, I rattle off the names because they are all sort of funny. Yes. Um. There's that small then, moment of, of 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 doubt in my head of like maybe mm -hmm. this is all fake. Maybe this is all. <laughs> no, that was like, and my you know uh my like best friend in high school and I like listened to a bunch of that music and went to those shows and mm -hmm. um we would like camp out for the weekend and uh so that was a little bit of my scene there and then because it was the 90s i also listened to in our in our town 104.1 was the alternative radio station mm -hmm. and um it was all the usual suspect i mean that third eye blind album was fucking enormous i remember going to buy yeah, sure the how's it gonna be single yeah. at the mall with my friend and being a quarter <laughs> short and stealing it from the wishing well cool yeah fuck yeah dude that's beautiful that's, that's a lyric that's a third Hell yeah. lyric. isn't it though and we went and we listened that on the way home and it had been we obviously knew the band and the music was on the radio but it was being used heavily in a dawson's creek promo at the time mm -hmm. uh and so it was like i had heard the hook of it so many times in this like 10 second promo that i was mm -hmm. like i need to own this and so like yeah third eye blind uh you know all those other bands like that counting crows uh okay. you know who i mm -hmm. i still really like so there's all that stuff that i'm nostalgic for some of it i didn't like at the time dave matthews band was the biggest thing in the world and i was mm -hmm. like I, i'm not into this I, I listen more to like jam bands and rap music and then yeah there is seems to be a big line when it comes to dave matthews you're either in or you're yeah. out but i don't now, quite understand it i i love it because it every person's car i got into to like go to a party it was playing and so mm -hmm. it is somehow against my will became my teenage years and uh -huh. so now it is like linked to most of my like positive high school memories so oh, cool. i do like it now um so yeah there's that and then uh when i got sober and like out of the drug scene um Again, I had a time of getting incredibly committed to music and I was with like all these like kind of like young people in sobriety, like around like New Haven. And um, there was a guy that I met named and we we called him Indie Rock Brian and he was Hell like yeah. up on all the Indie Rock <laughs> and I would just give him my iPod and I would this say is a beautiful thing. I would mm -hmm. say, fill this for me. Yes. To surrender like, give me the iPod. All to the, the new yes. shit. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, keep like these three things on there. I know I want that. And everything else is yours. All like 200 megabytes or whatever. And then he would just fill it up with albums. And then I would listen to it for six months. And then I would give it to him again. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's when I got into all the Saddle Creek stuff. Um, you know, Rilo Kylie and Death Boom. Cab and uh, yes. all that shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the National, which became like huge for me. I see I've seen them a bunch of times. Um, and the biggest one I remember riding around in in a car with my friend Greg, and he had a mix on, and I heard my first Mountain Goat song, which is like a super lo-fi. It was off um All Hill West Texas. And then I like I played that album just like start to finish for months every it was one of the, like every song on the album became my favorite song on it mm -hmm. at some point because i just like lived in it and that's sort of like so much of the huge like lyrical influence and i i don't even know if it's true i think i read at some point that like 
the characters in his songs, like he writes short stories about them. Like it felt like there was weight underneath yeah. the, mm-hmm. um, the lyrics, these stories he was telling about these people. He would do um, like kind of concept albums about where it was all about one couple or it was all about uh, some certain period in his life. And um, it was just something for me that in my early sobriety was very, very impactful. So that Silver Jews fu- too was same same time i love when you find that like special album that you're like if this mm-hmm. were like th- i could wear a cd out like kind of yeah. listening you know that's a really special sp- spot and that sticks with you and you're gonna like you're gonna listen to that album till you fucking die you know what, sean and what it'll do you always think- take you there sorry it'll be great go ahead sean what do you yeah. think it was about the mountain goat specifically that like really grabbed you more than like the other stuff that uh, was put on the ipod you know i there's part of it is like it did sound so shitty like it mm-hmm. was just like him playing guitar and recording into like a boombox and it was just it felt very intimate and like urgent and the just i think something about the recording of it too like i i don't know i there was something that felt authentic about it to me and um and some of the stuff he was there was a sense of humor to it and there was a very like kind of literate uh aspect there and mm-hmm. You know, it's very, they're much cornier, but like one of the first bands I found for myself was like They Might Be Giants, which was from mm. like Tiny Tunes or whatever. <laughs> but those were some yes. of the first, like, that was probably the first tape I ever bought with my own money was Flood. Mm. And there's something about their sound too, like that, you know, he had a very nasal voice, John Darneal does, and so did mm-hmm. John Linnell from there. And I think I got used to that kind of sound. I just liked that kind of like, nasal whiny i'm talking to you saying smart stuff kind of sound and um and then yeah silver jews and pavement and those those guys were at the same time i got really deep into yeah and, uh so yeah uh, so that so what i listen to now is mm-hmm. really a lot of that same that like early 2000s indie stuff is what mm. i love and go back to and there's a bunch of stuff from that period and it's it's rare that I find like a new thing I'm really into. Even if I find a new band that I get, like I got into super chunk pretty late with like, mm-hmm. like three albums ago. And I, I love them now. I listen to them a lot, but they're a nineties band that I just mm-hmm. didn't find. Who's still mm-hmm. making good music. I think that sort of fit yeah. into the stuff that you already liked, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't find a lot of, I had a period a little while back where I got into like, um, car seat headrest and level up and some of that like kind of uh yeah like 20 post emo like stuff um that i like but anyway that's but i don't i don't listen to as much music as i used to i think i got so into audiobooks and podcasts when i'm in the car Mm -hmm. i do think they are extremely competing mediums they are they're 100 they're it's it's hard to listen to every podcast and also do music or vice versa i get really invested in books too and i'll find like a narrator i love and then i'll just be like well i i every time i have extra listening time i'll be like well i really want to finish this book Mm. and it wins out over songs um but to bring it all full circle i went to the paul mccartney concert on friday fuck yeah how How was was that was he shaking paul mccartney got his little butt he got well yes well oh he's he's not little it's the show's called Paul McCartney Got Back. Yeah. He's plump. It's an he's plump homage to his famously huge ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the boys got back. Um, um, it was great. 
Yeah, it was a good show. Where was it? Sophie. 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 Cool. Man, I wonder Sophie. what a, did the, did it sound good in there? Like, did the the audio and stuff sound good? It did. I mean, it's like uh, it didn't sound incredible because it's a pretty mm-hmm. like cavernous Be space. Be honest now. It was a, <laughs> don't hold back. It was like an incredible kind of impactful experience for me. I truly loved the um the I loved the set list and hearing him. He he sounded better than you would think he would at 79 years yeah, old. Yeah, totally. And also mm-hmm. sounded bad in spots in a way that was also reassuring where it's like i'm seeing the real guy he's really mm-hmm. can't get there on blackbird anymore you know yeah, and yeah. so that um it That's made cool. it again uh feel good and so i did love um love the show but yeah it, there's there were spots where like with the full band playing stuff got drowned out a little bit but also Ooh. like he doesn't his vo- his vocals are getting drowned out but he doesn't sound amazing you're there for the saw the the beetle is doing the beetles in front yes. of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um this is not a novel thought, but I was listening to the Beatles today. Uh I've talked about it on the pod before, but I go to this library that has LPs and you can pull a bunch of LPs from the library. And one of them that I got was the Beatles volume, rock and roll volume two. And uh just had it playing in the background, and I was like, I know every single one of these songs, but I've never listened to this album before. Yeah. And mm-hmm. And then I started putting on other Beatles and I was like, this is not a band that I have ever actively listened to uh, Mm -hmm. that I can remember. Maybe a little bit of middle school when you get, like you said, the anthologies. But I know, I think I know every song. I feel confident that like I know almost every song. It's crazy that. Yeah. Sometimes you see a title and go like, I, I, oh, I guess I never heard that one. And then you're like, no, I have heard this. And because I was exposed via the anthologies, I don't know the timeline really of the mm. album so i'll be mm. like i'll be like well old brown shoe that's a great beatles song and then it's like <laughs> that was never on an album yeah that was a fucking mm-hmm. b-side they decided not to release but you know and then later in time it goes like oh this is when george harrison was really like finding his feet as a songwriter um so it's it's kind of cool i i want to answer one more question that you asked hayes which is a song that has made me cry please please now my wife is very into country, like modern pop country. Uh-huh. And um, she listens to Luke Combs uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he had a song called um, Even Though I'm Leaving, which is a, oh, it starts out, great. do you know this song? It I don't starts know the song, as, but I know this guy. He's uh, Yeah, Luke Combs, he's, good, he's a good songwriter. He writes a lot of like storytelling ones. And there's a lot of like, you know, beer never broke my heart is like his biggest single. It's a lot of what yeah. you think of as the kind of corporate country, like billionaire singing good old mm-hmm. boy specifics. But yeah, the first verse is a dad singing to his son as he puts him to bed. Like, you know, even though I'm leaving, like uh, you're going to bed, I'm leaving, but like, I'm always here with you. Like you don't need to be scared. And then the second verse is the son going off to join the military and he's singing it to his father. Like, even though I'm leaving, I'm still here with you. And then the third verse is the father on his deathbed Mm -hmm. saying like, even though I'm passing on, I'm always going to be here. Mm -hmm. Damn. And it really works on me and it did make me cry. Always my baby and my baby you'll be kind of vibes. The giving that, that Mm -hmm. book, that book that makes moms cry. Yeah. Yeah, That sounds powerful. 
It sounds like you can get your Chesney's gun. coming to to SoFi pretty soon. I don't know. Really? If, if you saw that, Sean. And Ooh, Dan, I don't want to go to Dan so will be joining <laughs> and mm-hmm. Shay will be there as well. Ooh, Shay's bringing Dan? <laughs> or the other way around. It's Dan, I think is Who's driving? Dan's the main. <laughs> Yeah, who's driving? Who, who's take the well, metro. We're gonna but take if Dan's driving, maybe Shay is higher status. I don't got to drive. You drive me. He's sitting well, in the backseat. I would go just to hear the song Tequila by Dan and Shay, and then I would leave. But oh, you're not, you're not going to stay for 10,000 hours? I We wrestled even with going to Paul McCartney. I was like, I have to. I've never seen him. This is a bucket yeah. list experience. But I didn't uh, want to go so Sean has gently seen off some other elder statesmen, or I guess just one. Five percent of the audience was wearing masks at SoFi, just so you know. We were okay. among them, but Got no it. one. I was like, "Oh, I'm <laughs> catching COVID here, and I will not be going back." Um, uh, I, but I feel like your decision making, Sean, uh, uh, gave. Got to give Tom Petty a little kiss on the forehead. On his I did. Way that's cool. I, so I went to see Tom Petty uh, yeah. right mm-hmm. right before he died, and I had never seen him. It was an incredible concert, and then. Uh, and part of me seeing him was like I had, I've talked about this before, but I meant to see Prince when he was like doing that like residency mm, at the Forum, man. and I didn't go. And everyone was like, "Most amazing concert I've ever been to. <laughs> you have to be there." And I was like, "He'll do it again." And then he died, pretty yeah. you know, shockingly. I, yes, I was one of those people who was like, "I'll see and, him the next time he does it." Yeah, yeah I saw him on the Musicology tour. Let me tell you, if you missed the Musicology tour, <laughs> there's nothing the Forum. Yeah, Bates could have done to yeah. like catch up to unmatched. Yeah, yes, no that, and I've heard that as well. But um, I I wanted the generic label version of that at least. So anyway, <laughs> then when that happened, I was like, I guess I really do have to see these people like when you can. And so yep. then I went to see yeah. Tom Petty next, like with that in mind, and then he died. Wow. And then I was like, oh wow, I was right. And then I went to see like. Elton John, Billy Joel, like a bunch of just like yeah. classic people I Old grew timers. up with. Mm-hmm. And um and they were mostly good shows, but I felt like I had just missed my window with Paul McCartney. I was like there's no way. I, in 2015 he played Dodger Stadium, Ringo came out with him. I wasn't there, and I was like, "Fuck, man. I blew it." And then he did this and I feel you like I haven't watched it. that haven't watched that documentary it. right before. It was even mm-hmm. more uh impactful for me. You were charged, yeah. Oh, I was fired up. I'm glad I read you a got big long there. book about him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sean, you never know when they're gonna go. Don't forget, mm-hmm. you never know. Hey, See but if they can. do, you never know. Even though they're leaving, yeah, mm-hmm. that don't mean that mm-hmm. they the won't be over. right by your side <laughs> when you're scared and you need them in the middle of the night. Beautiful. The one of well, those I went to, and I, I do think this was like a, a sort of a part of New England history was uh and this is a, a guy that i've always really liked but i haven't uh caught up with him recently but uh springsteen at fenway mm, this was oh, the wow. first fenway now they do them all the time yeah mccartney's yeah. coming there later this summer he is, yeah uh-huh. um but that was the first one and i think it was like three shows or something like that this was around the time of like i guess it was post the rising but enough where that was like still kind of his like most recent like huge hit album, mm-hmm. right? But, yeah, that was fucking that was sick. I uh, I'm, I'm gonna say it on the pod. I'm not a big Bruce guy, and I know that's really polarizing, and that's gonna 
probably you know gonna lose several followers for this one but <laughs> I, i'm not I've really into s- the boss no, i've never seen him not much of a working man huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> that doesn't resonate with you yeah i'm all about daddy's money yeah okay <laughs> I, I never saw him but i also never did a deep dive but i always felt like it was a failing of me like when i listen i'm like i li- like born to run was yeah born to run rocks yeah yeah, yeah. Born and to then run rocks. i i Bought the vinyl of Darkness on the Edge of Town and mm-hmm. and grew to like basically every song there. But the whole rest of his catalog, I barely know. It's a huge catalog. And I'm out, sure if I, I go, like, it's yeah. so daunting. Yeah, yes. there's certain artists where you're like, it's too big, too big for me to even dive into. Mm-hmm. Which is a perfect transition to a genre that's almost too big for the both of you guys. It's true. <laughs> is it? Is it really? Okay. It's a pretty, I would say it's a pretty big genre these days, okay. especially yeah. these days. Is but, it now? Because uh, I think of it as being Jeez. huge 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and tailing off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of bands now that are doing like shoegaze kind of revival type stuff and like yes. offshoot oh. brands of shoegazy kind of stuff. Like there's so many bands playing like like what you might consider to be shoegaze or dream pop, but like also fits under the category of like of alternative like alternative rock, yeah, alternative rock, yeah, post punk. Like they're all kind of melding and becoming the same thing. Dream pop's related, so like because like I think of like Beach House as dream pop, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. not shoegaze. Yeah, no. let's narrow it down. A yeah, little, okay. I want to talk about why I brought this up. Yeah, as let's a take genre. a let's take a one big step back and first just say without a shadow of a doubt, the genre that you guys say that you fuck with the least is shoegaze. Shoegaze. Yeah. But I've okay. been, I mean, it's one that I know enough to know, like to be adjacent to it and to know that I, I just never fully got it. This was another freshman year of college. Uh-huh. My roommate, a cross country runner from Palo Alto would, I remember all the bands. Mm-hmm. My bloody Valentine, of course. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the seminal yes. shoegaze band, Serena yeah. Manish, which was like a Swedish or like some kind of Scandinavian band around that mm-hmm. time. There's one called Minus the Bear mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. you would play a lot, mm-hmm. and all of these. I I heard them. I never stopped here. He would just play them all the time, and it was fine. It was like ambient, like background music, but like none of them just like sunk in for me at all and i can't yeah. really tell you even what it is uh it's it, it isn't it, it's 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 hard to exactly ping what this sound is okay um, what we can talk a little bit about we can here? talk yeah we can talk a little bit about uh i think it's easier to start with like the precursors to exactly describe like what it is because a lot of shoegaze to me sounds like i would quote it as like a wall of sound it is yeah yeah it is, it's it's about shoe- sonic capabilities as opposed mm-hmm. to like melody. Yeah. Well, I think shoegaze the term is like a is like a pejorative term. Like it's not like I think it, it is a it little bit has out like of a negative state. connotation. Yeah. Well, sure. it's like it's like navel gazing, right? It's like navel like gazing, yeah. Yeah. It's like you you know, they're fucking staring at their shoes just like noodling around. Yeah. Um and, and I think more Go ahead. That part of what makes shoegaze like I I think what separates shoegaze from genres like dream pop or, or like even like just alternative rock is that it's they are not 
they don't care if you're enjoying yourself. Like it, that's not what the point okay. of the music is. That's why like the vocals typically are tucked like in the mix very low. It's almost like you can't even hear what they're singing about. Well, it's like uh, another instrument where it's just right, like another correct. sound for them to make. Yeah, right. I think it, that's like very big part of the genre is that the vocals is considered an instrument as opposed right. to like uh, the main attraction or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think of it as like you have to be incredibly patient with it. Because mm-hmm. I think every like couple years I would go, I gotta get into my bloody Valentine. Like this mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. such an important album to so many artists that I respect. Mm-hmm. I gotta fucking get into this, and I would just be like, I don't have the patience. Like I'm getting yeah. frustrated with it, mm-hmm. yes. and I do like a lot of dream poppy stuff that I'm realizing is similar. Like. Beach House, obviously, the way I don't know what they're saying in a lot of those songs, the way that (laughs) that she uses her voice. And I'm just like, okay, but it somehow it works for me more, I guess, because it's just all like really pretty. Um, I like Beach House. It feels more melodic to me for sure. But I would say I know the like big song, like the single, but I can't pick out a lot of their songs from one another. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Grizzly Bear, where there's like a couple songs I love, mm-hmm. but everything but else like, kind of felt falls I'm into like a, like a it's all yeah. a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wax candle, yeah, yeah, just a candle. I mean, I just call that a candle. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really to need me, the qualifier. A candle? <laughs> That's just a straight up candle. I'm trying. Yeah, to I think you have I to like specify my, if yeah. it's not wax. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. It's a soy candle. Mm-hmm. It's like a soy candle, babe. Uh, I feel like the like the reason I think we like the dream pop and stuff more is it came first. It existed first. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. shoegaze is one of those things. As far as I understand it, it's definitely a British based thing. It's coming mm-hmm. out of Brit pop, which is an extension of like po- like Brit pop was after kind of new wave. So we're we're beyond mm-hmm. post punk. We're beyond new wave. We're doing Brit pop. It's like indie alternative, and blur. Then blur is a great mm-hmm. example of like that's a, band. a bridge between the two, right? Yes, that would be a mm-hmm. perfect bridge. Uh, pre song two, like everything Blur did before. Woohoo! Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that dream pop and stuff, and a lot of other precursors. Like uh, uh, I'm gonna pr- mispronounce this, but like the cocktail, the cocktail, cocktail twins. twins. Yeah. yeah. Another mm-hmm. big precursor, and that's very yeah. beach housey. Like you hear beach house there, uh-huh. um, and I I have a hard time kind of like I think it's what Asan was talking about. It's like the genre evolved through musicians who were more interested in playing with their friends for mm-hmm. themselves right. than being a commercial success, and then somehow right. it became successful, like the lot, early yeah. days of like punk and stuff, but not like hard. Yeah. Very soft, like a very soft version of that. Yeah. But it's that same intention of like, we just want to like right. get together and play our our instruments. Like, oh, there's people here. Of. Cool. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. fine. Well, it's <laughs> similar to the jam band things that I like. It does remind me kind of of jam bands, which I listen to, but it's not as goofy. Right. Um, And, you know, I obviously sort of grew out of even liking those. But mm-hmm. um, have now. I'll ask you this, Jacob. Uh, mm. Do you feel like shoegaze is maybe a genre of music that, like, part of the barrier of enjoying it is seeing it live? Yes, because a lot of it is like My Bloody Valentine is big 
because of how loud they are, in my right. opinion. I think so. That's are, interesting. Yes, that's another. I went layer to yes. uh, minus the bear show. My roommate brought me. Yes. Uh-huh. At um, Sean, what's that place that we almost performed, but then we didn't <laughs> because it had been uh, canceled? The yeah, Middle East. yeah, yeah. The Middle yep. East. The Middle East. <laughs> in Cambridge. And it was, it was, it for me so loud. Uh-huh. That every picture of me at Chuck E. Cheese when I'm a little kid, I have both fingers in my ears. Yeah, like it, 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 it did not even hit. Like you're supposed I, I, to go to those shows it. with ear protection. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. You, like it, it, uh, it's part of it, and I don't. Okay. I'm not against that. I mm-hmm. I get it, but it kind of goes back to this thing of like it's for musicians, right? It's like mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think. You and like a person who doesn't play guitar will be impressed that somebody has a rig that can pump 115 decibels versus 95. But right. this is the shit huh. that my uh, that these fucking uh, uh, my bloody Valentine fans care about, and they like. I went got too deep in the Reddit, and they're like, I've noticed that towards the back half of their shows, they're no longer pushing 140 decibels, and I'm like, <laughs> I can't imagine. That's well, loud. And that is to get like even nerdier, shattering. Yeah. To get even nerdier, what made my my bloody Valentine so cool for nerds is that they would do stuff to like, like not just being loud, but they would do stuff. They would tune their guitars in ways that like more of the sh- they could play more of the strings open so that no like chords would resonate like more. Just like yeah, yeah, so they would yeah. like tune the bottom three notes like to the same note so that when mm-hmm. they would hit an open chord, it would just be this wall of of sound and i think that's that's part of why like you have to see it live because it like playing a guitar super loud is is awful it also feels different rather than like just hearing it because it's like hitting you in the chest and it's like yeah vibrating and shit the thing like, is it's <laughs> like no home setup no even car system is ever going to yeah. replicate like what a marshall stack could do uh-huh. physically to you yeah. and mm-hmm. these boys are put it goes to 11 <laughs> <laughs> and Turn and the up. lead singer or the uh, whatever the front man of my bloody valentine uh-huh. is like ruined right isn't like I, I i thought like i heard so like he has like his hearing yes i haven't oh, heard I, this but that, i wouldn't doubt it yeah i don't doubt well, that tinnitus would be what he, he would has have, tinnitus right? for sure he, yeah he got it mixed while mixing loveless awful that's horrible. and he, he has yeah mild to extreme mm. tinnitus <laughs> That's bad. My dad has that. It's bad. It's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think so I think Asan I think Asan nailed it. Where it's like, it's a yes. an in person sort of genre. Yeah. And unless you're a big music nerd with like an impressive sound system, I don't even know if like Loveless is going to sound good. Like on my mm-hmm. system, it was really pushing it, and I was like, I don't want to ruin my speakers, so I'm going to not really do this. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But then we kind of get like we were talking about if it like there's there has been other waves. We had this like 90s wave and then we had like a weird wave and like the 2011, 12, maybe to 14. There was like Mm -hmm. a second wave. And now I think we're on like a third wave. But it's because like punk and metal music so big right now that you're moving into this like it's called fugaze where it's like Mm -hmm. more metal inspired more punk inspired but it's Mm -hmm. still about the wall of sound i think they're trying to like anybody can find a new little corner and be like we're gonna make it our own and i think they're trying to bring it back was the 2011 2012 was that like m83 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I uh-huh. think they would be considered shoegaze. Um, I'm trying to think of like another sort of second. Let me see. Or a post movement like band. Um, I'm gonna have to just look at the the Wikipedia to be honest. I don't know. M83 is like for sure what I would say. But there, uh, I mean, there's bands that kind of like. I wouldn't call them necessarily a shoegaze band, but they were taking elements of shoegaze. Like I would say Explosions in the Sky is a band like that, that yeah, was doing right. kind of shoegazy type yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 I see that. Well, why don't we why don't we listen to one and see what we think? We've okay. curated we've curated and picked a tune in the shoegaze genre that we think you guys might dig. And if you don't, you're gonna tell us. That's interesting. I, I uh, it's very British. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're so, Swedish, I believe. Yeah. So that but, that but was yeah. a song called "Over" by Sore Eyelids out of Belgium, 2012. Oh, Belgium. So right. In that set, sort huh. of that that uh, second that second life of shoegaze. Mm-hmm. I liked it. There was something about the guitar tone at first that I was like, "Gosh, this sounds really familiar." I want to say it felt like early Modest Mouse to me. Mm. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Um. That like little whatever they were doing that little like ding that just like, kept coming off that, of it that, yeah that I was like yeah. like twangy dramamine like era like and then when it got into the song when it got the drums came in I went okay this is really yes, cool that's what I mm-hmm. thought I was too. like this rocks and then the next part I was like and this is cool and then when they got into what I assume is sort of the chorus I went okay little mess little muddy for me <laughs> little messy nothing, but nothing okay sticks this uh-huh. is like this is my problem with all of it i need uh-huh. something cheaper than this Got i need something you. that like is more cloying and that i can oh, you mentioned explosions yeah. in the sky where like obviously that first part is very reminiscent of that mm-hmm. but when it's like when it's heightening a little bit you're like okay and like i'm expecting to be like taken on the escalator uh-huh. with this song but it then then it's just like on to the next part and i can't really right like and if you're thinking about yeah it, it's like i don't know if i'm imagining you running to it it's like yeah there's not a steady pace for you to click right into, not at right? all yeah i would never yeah, they're ever. shifting too much mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. 
I do agree. I like settling into a groove and finding mm-hmm. a groove, like, mm-hmm. and and being there, even if it's fast, even if it's like uh, hectic. Like we're there, we're steady, and there is a lot of dips. There's ups, downs. It's mm-hmm. it's a it can confuse the brain. I think it's not what we're used to. I said it sounds British because it it, can, it sounds a little like the Cure to me. There's totally. some of that in there for sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're a big influence in that genre. I would say. Uh, yeah. What what about this song kind of made you uh, feel like it was the right pick a song? Well, I wanted to find a shoegaze song that like was firmly, I think, a good representation of like kind of where the genre is now. And then uh, I I tried to find a song that like the vocals were like at least a little bit more present than shoegaze songs typically mm-hmm. are because I uh, uh, I sh- I knew you Sean were really into Mountain Goats so I like started li- I'd never heard the Mountain Goats before so I was listening to uh, like their top five most popular songs on Spotify and I realized that it was very sort of vocal driven and like acoustic guitar that type of thing so I tried to find a song where like it would the vocals were present and it kind of felt like they were the lyrics were a little bit more. A little bit more story-like and the kind of talking mm-hmm. about something rather than just kind of mumbling and so that was kind of like the main thrust of it because a lot of shoegaze too is like a lot of it is kind of slower and more like uh like prodding and or not prodding that's not the right word but like kind of like slower and like just more patient. wall of sound yeah patient yeah. i tried to find something with a little bit more Drive. energy and movement it definitely it. Yeah. does have more of that than a lot of yeah, the songs I have heard. Absolutely, and I do appreciate no, the vocal mix more. I like this style. I don't like that. Like, it, it, it when it's too buried, it's like, well, why even be there? Yeah. Almost like totally. Yeah, you... just make an instrumental song. Yeah. yeah. What's the name of the band? Sore eyelids. What is it with sweet? I mean, like, is it just? I think in places where it's cold, they just make yeah music like this. You know. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting, yeah. And in Southern California, it's... you get Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bang a bong da bong. Um, well, I'm glad that you guys listened to the tune. Uh, you know, every time the guests listen to it, they got to give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So uh, for this shoegaze track, are you tying them on tight or are you throwing them over a power line? That's So that's what you do when you don't like shoes. Yeah, that, mind, that, those, that, that is like the rudest gesture you can make. Yeah, whenever you see shoes on a shoes. power line, it's because <laughs> the person Someone was really very... Someone really hated those yeah. shoes. Yeah. Very dissatisfied. I'm tired of these. I'm not trying to start, signal you to my criminal enterprise. I'm I've got binoculars like looking at the... Going like, not going to buy these shoes, whatever yeah. they are. They must be really uncomfortable. Blue Converse truck Chuck Taylors are not the move this okay. this year. Okay. Good to know. They must have changed the construction of them. <laughs> so what's the um, vote? I liked it enough to say I don't want to throw it over the power line. I, I'll tie them on tight. I, I would listen to this song again. I liked a lot of what they had going on uh, instrumentally and... Mm-hmm. Um, and the vocals were present enough for me that I, I feel like I would chill with it. So let's tie them on tight. Beautiful. Tie it on tight. I would probably leave them in a just like a box that says free. Cool. All that right. works. I don't yeah. think I, I like, I, you know, I, I, I won't like very totally happy for someone it. else to have them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I hope uh, this is great for somebody. Yeah. But not for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably I, I to be honest, what I would do with them is I would try them on and I would go, I, I, I think I'll wear these. And my wife would go, what do you think of the shoes? And I'll go, they were a little bit tight on the sides, but they'll break in. Mm-hmm. And then I would never wear them. 
and like a year right. would go by and she'd go like are you gonna get rid of some of these shoes yeah <laughs> What are and these I would getting go, out of here? Yeah, well, these ones, and I go. Actually, I'm gonna. I, you know, I need to break these in still, and I would, I would wear them for a week, and then I'd forget again. <laughs> and then everyone's um, like, "Sean, are those new shoes?" And you're like, "No, I just never wear them." Kind, yeah, kind of, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, sit down, please. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Um. Well, thanks for voting on the track, guys. Thanks for giving mm-hmm. a listen and being open. Kevin, you uh, got to vote. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to. Yeah, see we do Kevin's this every episode. Vote. Wow. All right, don't say Beautiful. it. Don't, right. say it. Don't, say right. don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's that's only for, for the, the video. Pod, that's for the pod viewers, okay? Oh, mm-hmm. you exclusive. Got a little exclusive. We saw what Kevin's doing in terms of which direction the thumb is going. Uh, all right, we're going to play a quick little game, a little uh, NBA-focused game. If you got a bounce haze, totally understand. Um, Any minute now, but it's this is an NBA-focused game. Yes, 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 On it the m- 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 music show? <laughs> oh, maybe it's like I created some s- 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 synergy. <laughs> um, great, we're going to play a game called NBA, the National Bars Association. <laughs> uh, we're going to play some tracks that were performed by NBA basketball stars. We're going to play a little bit of the track. And we're going to give you three potential NBA stars, and you guys have to guess who is the artist behind the track. Let's do it. Sounds sick? Sounds sick as hell. I want to play. (laughs) (laughs) Are you dying to play? All right, let's go ahead and hear our first track. So many places in my life and time. Sung a lot of songs. Sounds really good. I've acted out my life in stages with 10,000 people watching. We're alone now, and I'm singing this song to you. I know your image of me is what I hope to This is a cover, right? Is it? I treated you this is a song. Darling, can't you see? It's beautiful, though. There's nothing more important to me. Baby, oh, can't you see through there. me? Because we're alone now. And I'm singing this song to you. Beautiful. This is a, uh, this okay. a Donny Hathaway, Hathaway cover. Okay. All right. So your options. Is this Chris Paul? No. Is this, is this Devin Booker? It's Oladipo. Or is this Victor Oladipo? It's Oladipo. Yeah, he's good. Who he's does good. he sound like? He, you who know what? He, he sounds like he... Aloe Black to me. That's what. That's who I was gonna say. Yeah, he yeah. sounds like Aloe Black to me. I'm it's, the man. It, that's the I'm thing. The it's man. Like, sounded like something else. I was like, I don't know if this is a cover, but this is does not sound like its it, own thing. It is a cover. Mm-hmm. It's a Donny Hathaway yeah. song, apparently. Yeah. I I don't know if I've ever <laughs> the only time I've ever heard him sing is one of the most famous moments in. NBA history where <laughs> he <laughs> he came out to the dunk contest. He right? came out to the dunk contest. He put on a little mm. like gangster hat and, uh-huh. and goes, "Start spreading the news." <laughs> yeah, because the All Star Game was in New York. So oh, yes. oh, okay, yes, that's cool. But uh, he was on the Masked Singer actually. Yeah, and oh, I, I watched uh, okay. some of that and I knew it was him. And I felt smart. And I think and he, he was wore a mask to to do the dunk. <laughs> no, this was before that. No, that was later that he dunked with a Black Panther mask on. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> that's wild. Cool. Uh, that's great. I mean, it's all about uh, showmanship at the dunk contest. Yeah, that's it was honestly good. pretty solid. Pretty solid. Points on the board. 500 points each. Mm-hmm. Next track. Suburban girl curious about the dark side. She met me at the track where our heart lies. Attracted to the struggle and the hard times. Like she misses something real, but my guard's high. I try to That's a wild first I definitely have a guess. Yeah. I know her parents won't approve me. Cause she way too sheltered and I'm too free. Just in my it's a, kind of a weak beat. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like somebody like drumming on a Kleenex box. Yeah. He's got all right. those buckets like that says, let's do this. I think Sean and I have the same guess. Can we guess without options? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Is this Dame Dollar? Damien Lillard. Yes. It is. Yes, Dame, it Dollar. is. Yeah. Dame yeah. Dollar. Damien Lillard. Okay. Not bad. Totally you are, man, not bad. You guys are killing it. 500 Completely, points. Yeah, totally 500 points. That's it's 10,000 points. Totally good. <laughs> all right. Let's What's that one called? Uh, it's called Track Meet. Uh, uh, by Dame Doll, okay. track me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like I believe, that. Yeah, it was a fun one. I like the. I mean, just like and also like the high school basketball star who was just laying extreme amounts of pipe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny to like decide to be an NBA rapper and still rap about like the track meet or sports. Where it's like, well, right. if you like, wouldn't you want to try and differentiate and be like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rap about other stuff that yeah. I don't mm-hmm. do. them all. Yeah, <laughs> going Rapper to the mall. The, the Silver Lake <laughs> Reservoir. <laughs> All right, let's hit that next track. Oh, this is a fun one. This is the kind of thing I like. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so we're in Vegas now. We're in Vegas now. <laughs> This could be Coldplay. <laughs> I like the the kazoo sound. Yeah. This feels like a song in an elevator in Vegas. Yes, hundred percent. Are you guys staying here or are you just gambling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we just, uh, our buddy's staying here. We're at we're at the hard rock. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can get his room key if it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Was that Tony Parker, Kareem oh, Rush? Oh wow. Or Ben Simmons? That what was my God. second option? Tony Parker, Kareem Rush, and Ben Simmons. It's not Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Kareem Rush is so not famous that I think it must yeah, be him. I, I have to go with Kareem Rush. He wouldn't be a, a dummy example. But that's really funny that that's the kind of music that Kareem Rush <laughs> Yes, makes. you're yeah. obviously correct. It is Kareem Rush. And yes. he honestly has some bad songs. I like went through a couple, and there's some where it's like the vocal chomps are not there. Well, I mean, it's weird Hmm. because that song is so, his voice is so like tuned Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. that it doesn't feel like something something that someone who likes music like would. (laughs) It's so strange. It's bizarre. 
you wonder what the goal was. <laughs> this song's called March On. He he just wants to like be playing in Tulum or something. It's such like a generic yeah. club part. It's like he wanted fucking YouTubers to use it for transition music or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. That's good. I had no idea he, he did that. Mad respect. All right, let's hit it. track like 14 on the cradle to the grave soundtrack (laughs) it's the second song that plays in the credits (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes international mr worldwide this shit thumps I I, uh, <laughs> I think I might have a guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want right. to give him the options, Jacob? Uh, I mean, I want to. I think if he's got the guess, I'll let him go for the guess. And if you're wrong, I'll I'll uh, I'll read the options. Okay. So say Tony P. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> oh, you heard actually, that? Oh, you heard that? <laughs> oh, I, oh, that was in the track. It was in the beginning. <laughs> oh, damn <interesting>. it. <laughs> We should have known. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't necessarily going to be my guess. I thought I read somewhere that Rudy Gobert did that too, but I knew oh, um, that was one of the options. Was uh-huh. Rudy Gobert? Rudy Rudy okay. Gobert. I believe they and, said yeah. Tony P. What's up? At the they beginning. did. <laughs> yeah, that was indeed Tony Parker. Okay, I uh, think Rudy Gobert does rap. Also, yeah. that's also the type of rap that he would do. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Hmm. That's I good. That. Weirdly, I like that. It was weird. It was, <laughs> I like French rap. Yeah. Yeah. Very the other bizarre. option was Serge Ibaka. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for playing along, guys. That was NBA, the National Bars Association. You guys mm-hmm. came away with easily, I don't know, 16, 1700 points. Um, you can Feels redeem good. that. You can redeem that for a slice of pizza to Chuck E. Cheese, the Eagle Rock Chuck E. They, Cheese. They, Plug your they, ears. Sell, they sell it by this. <laughs> no, you say oh. my name, they'll give you a slice. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jacob Wysocki <laughs> Oh yeah Downer. Hey, hey Jacob Wysocki <laughs> Let me get the Wysocki special <laughs> Yes Yeah I do work at that Chuck E. Cheese I, I, <laughs> I repair the animatrons And I slang slices of pizza <laughs> And you There's can just a line sell, um... kid Jacob Wysocki <laughs> <laughs> The I mean the trick is you just sell them on the floor you just like take the you heat up the pizza, put on my rollerblades. Yeah, you just like tell the kids like, hey, I'll give you a slice of pizza for like fifty cents instead of a dollar. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you're not gonna pay for that crap up there. Huh? <laughs> you're gonna wait in that Did long you? line. Come on, dude. I got some Cholula in my pocket if you hey, want. Delivery at DiGiorno, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that option is available for you because you are our winners today. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Um, honestly, yeah. guys, Thank thanks for uh, mm-hmm. thanks for being here. Thanks for talking tunes and uh, giving me the opportunity to plug Liquid Death, waiting for my case. Uh, can't <laughs> wait. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of people get that for free. 
Yeah, really trying, really, really <laughs> yeah. trying to get a lo- case of liquid death. I'll, I'll give you my address. Not from our page, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know who you're going to reach out to. I wish, I wish you the best. Thank you so much. Um, boys, thanks for being on the pod. Thank you so Don. much. Great stuff, buddy. You thanks too, for Jacob. having us. Thanks for doing it. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them, no.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.